Hello everybody, this is Jennifer with Spirit Chat Radio. Welcome. Trying a new thing this week. We are gonna using we're using a new microphone and hopefully that will help the listening quality. We will come through. So if you are on my Facebook page or on the Higher Purpose Learning Center, I would love to hear your feedback and leave comments on what you thought of the new podcasting sound. That'll be helpful. Anyways, today's show is gonna be six ways to communicate with spirit or six ways spirit communicates with you. You can say it however you want to, same thing. So I've done a lot of talking and I've noticed over the years, one of the main things people are interested in, I've done a lot of talking on spirit communication. That seems to be something that people are most interested in. It doesn't matter. They're interested in the way their spirit guide communicates with them. They're interested within trying to figure out how to communicate with loved ones on the other side or spirits that are on the other side, whether they were attached to them or not attached to them. But the question seems to remain the same is, how do I know if I'm communicating with spirit? How do I develop this ability? How do I communicate with spirits? How do I communicate and get guidance? How do I get guidance? How do I know if that's who it is? How do I know, you know, a lot of how do I knows. So in order to answer some of these things, I wanted to go over the ways that spirits and spirit guides, loved ones actually communicate with you so that we're very clear on that point, first of all. So, because I realize that most people, interestingly enough, they usually assume that they know how spirits communicate and their assumption is usually wrong so that's another reason why I want to clear this up I want I want you to be very clear on how how these things work and what I find most interesting is people think that you have to have this crazy high ability to communicate with spirits or your spirit guide or loved ones they think that if you're doing if you're trying to purposely communicate with spirits that you have to have this like training for 10 years and you know, you have to be in a meditative state. You have to, it's, it's crazy. The misconceptions about how you communicate with spirit and what type of abilities that you have to have, because frankly, everybody can communicate with spirits, spirit guides. We all have the ability where we have it instilled within, within us. There's, you know, how you're Uh, iPads, your iPhones, your computers are instilled with cameras and microphones. Well, we are all instilled with the ability to see things um, intuitively. Um, That would be the camera. And we would, and also to hear things. So you can hear and see things. It's naturally built into your body. It's naturally built into your spiritual system, your spiritual body, which is part of who you are. And when you balance your spiritual and physical bodies, you have access to all of that. But you don't, it doesn't matter if you have access or know you have it if you don't know how to work the tools. And so that's, again, what I'm going to do on this podcast today. This is what we're going to be talking about. So there are really basically six common ways of how it works. And this is in no particular order. So don't think that it has to be one way or one way stronger than the other. Number one is through telepathy. 
this is really one of the most common ways that spirit guides and spirits communicate with you. It's when you kind of see something in your mind's eye and you kind of, it comes in. I find it interesting because when spirits are communicating with you via telepathy, they're kind of put, they put information into your brain all kinds of ways. It can be through, through symbols. It can be through hearing. It can be through, through a train of thought. And so the funny thing is most people think it's their own internal dialogue going in. Um, they So they think that, like I said, it can be letters, pictures, combination of all these things. But somehow when they, they randomly pop into your head, again, somebody thinks it's an internal dialogue. And that's what I like to tell how, that's the other thing is how you can tell the difference is people will go, well, then how do I know? How do I know if this internal dialogue, if it's coming through as telepathy and they're coming through as symbols and words, then how do I know if it's not me daydreaming and then just going off into, you know, like having all these thoughts, how do I know it's guidance? Well, when you're thinking, when you're doing a normal brain thought or you get on this thought process, you get on a train of thought that usually links together. So for instance, one thought will lead to another, which will lead to another, which will lead to another, and it will make what's called like a thought train. And so, when you get a random thought into your head or a random block of information and you're thinking, I'm driving down the street and I'm thinking, oh, I should go to the store. That's really weird. You weren't thinking about it all day and you're thinking, yeah, I'll go to the store now. I probably should go there and get something for dinner or whatever. Or you are driving, I don't know, maybe you're driving to the store and you're like, you know what? I don't think this is going to work today. I think I probably better go do something else. Like anything that sort of interrupts your thought process, like jumps in out of nowhere, that almost always is spirit, spirit communication, spirit guides contacting with you. So the way you can tell the difference is if you didn't have, if you didn't have a train of thought that led up to that particular thought, then that's most likely spirit communication. If you had a train of thought that led up to a particular thought that you end up at, then that's your internal dialogue. But the other interesting thing is a lot of your internal dialogue is actually guided and coached by spirit communication. A lot of your internal dialogue. And I find that very kind of interesting as well. And I don't think people realize it can be, it can be negative thoughts even. It can be um, negative internal dialogue. It can be positive internal dialogue. The interesting thing about that is, for instance, whenever I write a book or I decide to do a podcast or I decide to do anything spiritual, when I start getting on a crazy train to move forward and get this, you know, get another book out or do a whole bunch of podcasting, teaching a whole bunch of people, doing a workshop, it's kind of a running joke around my family that it's kind of like, look out, because what happens every single time is negative entities will kind of start coming in and, in and surrounding everybody's thought process and kind of getting in everybody's head, making them grumpy and um, making them edgy. We'll have very weird dreams of negative type spirits or, or negative scenarios that wake you up, making you feel all cranky and crabby. And so when you have these this internal dialogue going, 
when you're communicating with spirits, and I'm not trying to scare anybody because this is not meant to scare anybody, but white light spirits, white light entities, anything regarding your spirit guide and usually loved ones, are they usually have some type of positive dialogue or some type of guidance that has a positive type of outcome that comes in your head. If you tend to be one of those people that have a negative thought process going on in your head all the time, I can't do this, I feel like crap, I hate my job, like if you tend to have a very negative tone to your internal dialogue, most likely it's not entirely you, it's you coupled with tuning in or matching the vibration of a lower vibrating spirit, a lower um, well, I, lower vibration spirit is the only way I can put it. They can borderline on negative entities. Again, not that you're going to be possessed or taken over because you have total control over your internal dialogue. You always have total control. You have total control over your mind. You have total control over what comes out your mouth. But when you have an internal dialogue going, you will notice that you will start relaxing into kind of letting your brain just chatter, 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 chatter. And when you relax into allowing your brain to chatter when you're having an internal dialogue, that's what's a form of channeling is kind of how I would explain that. It, it's when you allow, when you relax and you just allow that dialogue to go, that's you tuning in and tapping into any spirit and vibration around you. And as you do that, you will tune in to what's matching your vibration at the time. And so positive dialogue, positive stuff happening, that's really good and really important. That makes, that would indicate to me if that's happening to you, that your vibration is higher and you're doing a very good job of keeping that vibration higher. And let let me let me be frank with you. Not everybody is going to have a positive dialogue going on all the time. It's just not going to happen. So, but what you can do is you can strive for mostly positive when you feel or hear a negative dialogue coming in. That's when you can go, "Oh, I'm being aware of this because this is a negative dialogue. Not going to listen to it because it's not going to help me." It's just going to make my process more difficult. And you find a way to shut it out. How do you find a way to shut it out? You distract yourself. That's the same way that we do when we're spirit communicators. Um, if you don't want to listen to spirits and you're kind of doing some other stuff and you're just like, let's say I do readings all day and I want to be off the clock, you definitely have to find something physical or distracting um, to not listen to that dialogue. So if you're finding that you're in a repetitive negative dialogue problem or having that problem and then you realize and it makes you nervous that oh I must be matching a low vibration you need to do something about it every time the inter internal dialogue starts that's negative distract yourself watch tv listen to music it's hard to have an internal dialogue when you're listening to music very hard something that you have to concentrate on exercise is another thing you know all of those types of tricks which i'm sure that you know you having conversations when you're having conversation with somebody call somebody on the phone um you know go to lunch with somebody if you're having conversations usually that internal dialogue can't happen at the same time that you're speaking and or trying to listen to what that other person person says so that's a way that you can break that chain if you're hearing or matching a lower a lower vibration of a spirit. And then there's more to that, like to get rid of a lower vibration, but the show is basically about um, 
ways to communicate with spirits and spirit guides. So I'm going to keep going with this. The other thing is, the other way, popular way of receiving spirit communication is blocks of thought. So it's, this is usually what happens when you download a whole bunch of information at one time. Like, it's almost like you... It, like if you were to, you know how your computer can download a book or download a movie? It's similar to that in the fact that you download a whole bunch of information at one time and you already have a picture of what a person is about or what, you know, um, what a situation's about or you have a very strong sense of what an outcome's going to be. Um, that can come in a, in a block of thought. That usually doesn't happen with an internal dialogue or something. It's just like you feel instantaneously like you have a whole bunch of information that sums up a picture for you. It sums up a picture of a situation or an outcome or something like that. Um, psychics and mediums and stuff are very, very prone to communicating with spirits and spirit guides this way. Um, this is a huge way that I communicate with them. It's like immediately I get such a large chunk of information that I have the entire picture. When I meet somebody or when I read somebody, I immediately have a huge block of thought that almost is, it's like cliff notes. I get this huge block of thought. I know a lot of things about from childhood all the way to the current time in instance. Um, I don't think not everybody's going to do something like that, but they will get chunks of thought over situations. They will get chunks of thought over, should I do this or should I not do that? Or what's going to happen in this situation? They'll start feeling like, oh, this doesn't feel good. Something's very off here. Um, that's because a block of thought is coming in and it's telling them, here's what's going to hap happen in this, you know, in this scenario. And it, it doesn't feel good. So Blocks of thought can also come, you can also actually get a block of thought where you see like a movie strip. That's very unusual for people, um, unless that you're a reader or something, but some readers can, I've had it happen before, it's very strange, um, where you actually get like a movie strip looking thing and you see a whole, like a whole, like a strip, it looks like a movie strip. That's number two. Number three is unknowing and this is a little bit different not everybody will utilize this gift it's basically uh it, it's called claircognizance is what it is claircognizance is used in conjunction with another a lot of psychic abilities but it's basically a knowing you will get it across your entire being like it's like i guess it kind of goes into number two I want to backtrack with that a little bit because when I say you get blocks of thought on a situation, you feel like, oh, this is going to turn out bad. You not just feel like it, it comes with a picture, it comes with a block of thought, like an image of, you know, how this is going to turn out bad or good. It might be turning out good, but you'll, it'll come with some type of image or it'll make sense and you'll feel it in, in your head. It'll make sense in your thought process. When you get into number three, which is a knowing this is kind of interesting because a lot of people have this. I had this from the day I was born and I could never explain it to anybody. And it was really frustrating because you don't really know how to explain it because it pretty much goes like this. 
what if we do this? No, we shouldn't do that. Well, why? Because it's not going to turn out very well. Well, how do you know? I don't know. I just know. Like, it's the weirdest thing to try to explain to somebody. Well, how do you know that this is going to turn out really good? How do you know that we should do this? Because I just know. Like, it's almost like you have no thought process or information images or anything to go with that I just know. And so that's very confusing when you're dealing with spirits, spirit guides, and, and that sort of thing. And when you're really developing your psychic abilities or your intuitive abilities, as everybody can, everybody can develop this. It's, it's in your body. It's very, it, you feel it. You will notice, you will feel it and no, get this noticeable feeling on your soul level, but across your entire body. It's like you will feel it in your chest area really, really strongly. Um, in the heart chakra area, in the solar plexus, you will feel it in your midsection really strong. And it will be like, you will just know something to the very core of your being. Like it's a fact. Like it's already happened. Like nobody's going to convince you otherwise because it's just true. So a lot of people, or not a lot, I'm sorry, not very many people will experience number three and knowing, but a lot of people who do experience number three, um, the claircognizance, it can be very confusing. It can be confusing to put a label on it. It could be confusing to realize, do I really have this ability or what's happening? Why? I, I have nothing further to explain other than my body feels that this is true to the very core. And that's really kind of hard to explain to people. Number four, this is actually my favorite and um, one of my favorites, my favorite to teach people. And um, I, I find that it literally, it's so common, it's just crazy. And that's dreams and meditation. More so dreams than meditation, but dreams and meditation. That's another way that they like to communicate with you. It's very, very common. So it you will have loved ones come to you in your dreams. You will have people who you feel like, oh, I remember this person, but I don't really know who they are, but I, I feel like I know who they are. Like, I feel like this is a long lost friend. I feel like this is somebody who um, I should know, but I don't recognize the face, but they feel so, I'm so happy to see them. Or grandma may have passed over, grandpa, a loved one of any age or you know any relation to you it could be friends it could be family members they may come to you in dreams it's super super common and so I my kids knew this when they were little and it was funny because we use we still to this day we don't talk about it as dreams I didn't dream about grandma I didn't dream about grandpa or whatever it's like oh I had a visit from grandma last night uh, grandpa came to visit me so and so came to visit me they're called visits because in our household because that's what they are so what happens in when you get in a dream or meditative state and this can happen to some people in meditation but I don't like them to push themselves in the meditation part which is actually what we talked about last show but the reason for that is because it can you know if you're really just trying so hard to communicate with spirit, you have to realize when you're doing it a lot of other times during your life, um, because otherwise the more that you try to push it, the more that you seem to block it and it gets really frustrating. So dreams, a dream state 
What people don't realize about dreams, and I do want to do another show on dreams because it's going to be a longer show, but is that's actually when you release your physical body or you detach from your physical body during the day. So that's during a 24-hour period or I guess unless you're not sleeping, maybe a 48-hour period. But that's that's the time that you, you vibrate at your highest level and you separate, you, you, you lose all, I guess I would say, judgment and all, all the things that come with your physical being, your physical aspect, yourself, all the blocking, all of the everything that comes with that. You lose that. You let it go. You drop your whole physical persona, I would say. And you raise up and you, you vibrate at a very high level. You vibrate and in in to a higher consciousness and that's when you actually expand spiritually it's when you astro travel when you're astro traveling when you expand and vibrate at a very high level it's super easy to communicate with spirits it's also very easy for them to communicate with you because you have dropped your stubbornness and your physicalness of your mind saying this isn't possible this isn't real that must have just been my thoughts that knock on the door must have just been something hitting the door did anybody else hear that that dime must have been here that see you you release all of those preconceived notions of they have to prove themselves on such a physical level that you dismiss everything and so dreams are a fantastic way to communicate with spirits Um, they also will give you a lot of guidance spirit spirit guides loved ones will give you a lot of guidance even if they don't pop into your dreams by giving you scenarios in your dreams and so when you wake up from your dreams one of one of the things that i tell people to do is it's nice for people to dream journal when they're looking for guidance with their spirit guides or loved ones or whatnot and like i said you don't have to see your loved one during a dream to to give you getting guidance from them um, you don't have to see your spirit guide, but when you're done with your your sleep state before that you get up, when you're when you're kind of still groggy in a groggy state, that's the best time to start going over your dreams and not going necessarily through every single picture of I drove down this road and then I ended up at this gas station and then I talked to the not necessarily that, but when you go back and go through the scenario of your dream of what happened you were on a boat or you were driving down road or you met up with some friends in this you know had a nice dinner type of thing if you if or even scary dreams when you go back and think back to what happened during your dream state ask yourself what did that mean like pay attention to the feeling that you had and what did this dream mean what did that road mean what did this mean like and pay attention to how you feel because when you're in that groggy state interesting enough you will that's usually when you'll get a lot of blocks of thought of information that will come in and clarify your dream for you it'll be the strangest thing but you'll be thinking why would i be riding down that road like i don't even go that place and it's so far away from here why would that happen you might be thinking to yourself and then all of a sudden you get this huge block of thought that makes total sense of why you would have been driving down that road in that scenario and that's the way that you can interpret your dreams and get information from your dreams you can also dream journal and write them down and but the more that you 
ask yourself when you're in a groggy state before you wake up, the more that you ask yourself, what did that dream mean? And how did I feel? What feeling did I get from that dream? You will, the more you will allow that to, to happen, the more that you will get internal blocks of thought that, that will all of a sudden start making sense to you each time. And then more blocks of thought, more blocks of thought. And then the next thing you know, you'll be able to figure out what type of spirit communication is happening during your dream state um, quicker. So you'll be able to do it very fast. The first couple of times or first while, it might be kind of hard. But dreams and meditation is definitely when they like to, to have contact with us. You know, the interesting thing about dreams that people don't realize or when you're sleeping is there's been a lot of sleep studies on this. And your body, your physical body actually doesn't need rest. People, they've actually done sleep studies on this that people sit enough while they're driving in their car while they're sitting on the couch watching TV, while they're sitting in a chair, they they actually have enough enough rest time during the day to where their body doesn't need to sleep. It's your mind, it's your spiritual body that needs the rest. And it's like a recharge. And so when your spiritual body, when you go to sleep and you allow your spiritual body to vibrate at a very high level, when you allow it to detach from your physical body, you actually get a spiritual recharge. When you raise your vibration really high, that's when your energetic level comes back, your energy comes back to your body and you have like a really, you wake up refreshed and everything because you've raised your vibration. It's like charging a battery. And so it's very interesting that people think that their body actually needs sleep. And that also plays into the fact of when you're sick or not feeling well and your doctors tell you, like, let's say you have the flu or cold or whatever, and they say, you need sleep, you need rest. Um, what happens is when you go to sleep and you detach from the physical body and the physical expectations of how things should be and you raise your vibration, that's actually what happens is you let go of all the the I can't or the things are supposed to all your physical expectations what's supposed to happen to your body and you allow the spiritual side of yourself to just take over so there's no resistance is what basically happens there's no resistance when you do that and when you're in a sleep state in a dream state there's no resistance from your physical mind and your physical body and so that's why that happens. That's why there's a lot of healing that goes on at that time. That's why there's a lot of spirit commun communication going on at that time. Um, a lot of loved ones will come over at that time. You release all your physical expectations. Number five is hearing with the inner ear. So an inner ear is basically... Again, this would, could be sounds like, you know, if you're having an internal dialogue or something, but it's more like a, a, a tr you hear something going on. So when you're having an internal dialogue in, in, your, in your inner ear, if you were to recall a conversation that you had with somebody yesterday, or if you were to recall maybe something that you heard on TV or something that a coworker just said to you or your kids and you were to remember it and recall it, that's when an inner ear 
that's when you're hearing from the inner ear sounds like. So for instance, if I'm doing a reading for somebody or spirit comes in and communicates with me, I you can actually hear them with the inner ear. You can hear them like you heard somebody talking yesterday is the only way I can explain it or a half hour ago or whatever. When you remember and you hear that, you can actually hear their voice talking to you. And it's obviously not connected to anybody when you hear it with your inner ear. That's kind of more advanced spirit communication. The last thing, so, you know, it takes some training to do that. The last thing is that I wanted to talk about is number six, audibly with your outer ear. Now, this is not awesome, I must tell you. Um, people think, oh my God, that would be so cool to hear spirit or so cool to hear something. And and I think that a lot of people are, I've run across, in my experience, a lot of people who want and learn about spirit communication, they think a lot of mediums, a lot of psychics actually hear spirits talking to them audibly. So what they, what most, most of them do, 99% of them, they actually hear them with their inner ear. But when you hear them or with any of the other forms of communication that I was talking about. But when you hear them audibly, which has actually happened to me before, I was in a store, I was in a situation where I was supposed to leave the store urgently and my spirit guide had actually told me to get out of the store now, very immediately. It was the most not awesome experience, I guess I would say. Um, I don't wish for that to ever happen again. That's happened to me a couple of times. Um, but when you're in an awake state, you can hear them audibly on occasion, not very common. There's a, there's another time of day that you can, at nighttime, you can also hear them. This is a little bit better if you're hearing them at nighttime or if you're, if you're hearing them while you're sleeping. Um, sometimes you, there, it's very common for spirits to say your name whisper your name. Um, it's also very common for them to brush some hair away from your face or to touch you or to do some of those things. But whispering your name is very, 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 very common at nighttime. So that's something that many, many people will experience. Or uh, it doesn't usually happen in the daytime because that's another thing that people don't realize is how the veil works, which I'll, I'll explain as we're closing here or as we're closing in on the show. Um, but the outer ear thing, what's weird about that is the tone that comes through. People don't realize when a spirit is trying to communicate with you through another dimension. There's a very strange tone that comes through with her voice. And it's a tone that you're not used to hearing on the physical plane. And it's almost like, it's almost like scratching your nails on a scratch board. Not that some people might like that or a chalkboard. But it's like there's there's an edge to the tone that's not like buffered. And so it's the audible stuff is, is very, it's, it's kind of, it's intense, I guess I would say. And so it definitely makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck for a half a second because of the tone. So even if you want to do spirit communication, don't wish for that to happen because it's not awesome. The one when you're falling uh, during the daytime, the one when you're falling asleep, that's fine. It's a di totally different tone that they usually use. So why that? Why would that make a difference? Why would any of this make a difference when you're communicating with spirits? Um, 
daytime, nighttime, or whatever. The veil is a lot thinner at night, just FYI for everybody. Um, so what does that mean? Well, it means several different things. Imagine that there's a curtain dividing the physical world and the spiritual world, and the curtain becomes very sheer at night, and in the daytime, it's very heavy. And so what happens with most people who um, are not like trained like I am or like don't have a higher ability like I am because I just naturally have a very high ability. Even though if you don't have a very high ability, you do have an ability. When most people can do that and can tune into their abilities or is like at nighttime, besides the veil being thinner and more sheer at that time, there are some other reasons, which is there is such a thing. The white noise and energetic noise is a true thing. It's a real, real thing. Um, so when you're up during the daytime and there's all this stuff happening with all these uh, energetic bodies and things moving around and movement and whatnot, it causes a lot of energetic white noise. And so it's kind of like if you have your radio station kind of tuned in and you can't hear it very well. Um, and the other thing is because of all this white noise, because of all the energetic noise going on, and because you're really solid into your physical body, usually during the daytime, because you're fresh coming off of sleep and you're sort of getting all these things done and you get very preoccupied, your mind's going to a million miles an hour. Besides the fact that a lot of times spirits are communicating with you through that thought process, um, it's really easy for you and your physical aspect of yourself to block things out, ignore, block, get distracted, do something else. It's very easy to shut out um, a soft communication. And so you have the physical aspect of just ignoring. You have the white noise or the energetic aspect of it just being very intense during the day with all the physical activity going on and all the bodies being awake and everybody going everywhere. Um, that creates, everybody doing that creates like a bubble of energy outside themselves. And the more that they're doing and the more craziness and the more upset and the more whatever that's going on in their energetic bubble, it gets bigger and it gets stronger and it gets bigger and it gets stronger. And then as people calm down for the night, their bubble starts to relax. And then you, it's just very calming energy at nighttime, um, during evening and nighttime. And so the spirits can get through easier. And then you have the simple aspect of the veil being thinner. So you have, so if you do want to try to communicate with spirits or you're hearing spirit activity, a lot of times it will be at nighttime and it's not because it's dark and it's supposed to scare you, but it is just because of those things. The veil is thinner. You'll pay more attention because it seems to be dark time and you, you kind of calm your body down. And plus everybody else is calmer, which makes the energetic noise go down. So that being said, we have uh, six ways that spirits like to communicate. One's through telepathy. Two's through block of thought. Three's through annoying. Four is through dreams and meditation. Five is through hearing with the inner ear. And six is audibly with the outer ear. And lastly, something I want to let everybody know, and I do have a lot of this stuff in my Keys to the Spirit World book. I'm sure most of you know that. But lastly, a lot of times when you're communicating with spirit, a lot of these will, things will happen simultaneously. It's not like, like when I'm doing a reading or when I'm having spirit communication time or medium, you know, mediumship stuff, or I need to do whatever I need to do with spirit at that time. I will have like 
several different things happen to me all at one time, all in a package deal. You know, I can have the blocks of thought, the, um, the telepathy, I can have the, um, inner ear thing going on. I can have a bunch of stuff happening at one time. So that's another difference. The more that you train, the more that you get very in touch with all these aspects of yourself that you just, it comes all in as one big package of information. And that's kind of how that works. So hopefully, uh, that was helpful and I'm going to be, um, looking for your comments on the podcast and hopefully you enjoyed today's show on spirit communication and I will be doing another one soon. If you haven't uh, asked to be in the higher purpose learning group, you might want to do that. Go to my Facebook page. You can go to Twitter. I usually have lots of links on how to get in there, invited into the group. And because, oh, and because we do spirit chats, I do spirit chats on the computer as well. I don't just do my radio show. So until next time, everyone. Aloha.